good morning. How are you doing? Welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, and we're live on this 24th day of June 2020 on this beautiful planet. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. We offer real money to real people, things that you can put away. Protect your tomorrows with something that wasn't born yesterday. Call one 800 592 during office hours. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm uh, here with just Arlene and myself. Joe uh, is out for the day. And this show reverberates around the world at allamericangold.com, updated daily. It's got everything. It'll, uh, it'll do just about anything in the middle of the night. You can while away the hours, and you can uh, keep up on the news and pricing, and they do everything there. Allamericangold.com, Patriot Trading Group. The country is closing in fast on uh, people that stand for God, country, and family. It's uh, amazing the the daily changes and how fluid this situation is. Of course, yesterday you had the uh, Bubba Wallace noose in his garage, and uh, I, you know, I was I opined on that, but it was amazing how the FBI and everybody zoomed in and the press grabbed it and the noose, you know. And now the Wall Street Journal has it and. Of course, it turned out that, I don't know, there's so many different versions, but apparently that at one version it was just a handle that was tied onto a garage. I guess the NASCAR guys get stalls when you go to a race, so they tried to pair, you know, the uh, supposedly, and again, according to the Wall Street Journal, the uh, federal, uh, the FBI and the federal investigation is complete. NASCAR said it would continue to look into why the noose, a symbol of violence and racism against black Americans for the evocation of lynchings of black people that long took place across the South. They said the noose had been there for months. So now, let me ask you. You know, I was listening to Brian Kilmeade, who's up on 1360, and I was listening a little how they're, you know, censoring, Hollywood censoring, now Gone with the Wind is censored. So any noose, I guess, now is racism? Well, what about hang them high? A Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. Are we going to have to do that, too? You know, it's interesting. If you drive through the Rocky Mountains or if you head out into these ranches, you know, it kind of was always a thing where they've got the big gates have, you know, the the uh, trellis hanging over them, you know, that you drive under. It says the Flying T Ranch. You know, a lot of the western ranches, and even today, well, maybe not today. They're probably taking them all down. But, uh, again, how, the, how things can change so quickly would have nooses hanging on them. You know, it's a Wild West thing out here, but uh, not according to the Wall Street Journal. Any noose, any noose was always a symbol of racism. Have you seen the gigantic Sahara dust cloud that's up in the uh, Zionosphere that's uh, heading into uh, southeast America from the Sahara? I don't know. Anybody catch the interview yesterday? It was uh, with uh, Mark Cuban going to vote for Biden. You know, the, the Democratic Party has gone so far left that I would have to say that, you know, a vote for Biden, he can't control it. He can't control any of it. The Green Deal, the uh, dismantling of police departments, the burning of America, the rewriting of American history, the statues being important now, in my opinion... If you vote Democrat, that's what you vote for. And I'd have to believe, you know, that they want to, Cuban wants to believe that, 
you know, Biden's a moderate, and this is how they are trying to portray him, and he's in his basement just being quiet. Hey, I'm just an everyday guy, and, you know, we'll get things back to normal around here. Don't worry about it. But no, it's going to be run by the extreme left. You'll see the country go right from left on your AM dial even faster than you can imagine. Consider this Congress elected, Ilhan Omar. I refuse to accept even a penny from the Fraternal Order of Police, she tweeted this morning, and other police-only unions, unlike labor unions, that fight for more humane and dignified workplaces. This elected official says police unions fight to function with impunity and harm communities. Welcome to America 2020. Oh, I don't know if I read out our 800 number. 1-800-951-0592. Coronavirus is running amok throughout the entire country. You know, they uh, can't lock it down. President Trump was here and uh, sold out the... uh, the arena that he was in, and to young Republicans. I didn't know there was such a thing. So the young Republicans packed it in. You know, there's been a lot of video footage here. He was also out at the uh, the uh, wall. Of course, the liberals will tell you they've only created three miles of new wall, but the wall that they built apparently seems to be quite stout. The old walls, you know, really, you could drive a 65 Chevy out of Tijuana straight through them and it would only slow you down about two miles an hour. They were There was nothing to them. So I guess these uh, new ones have uh, climbing barriers and all sorts of things. I've seen pictures on that, 200-something miles, say they're going to get 400 miles. But what's interesting, the local news and you people that listen all over the world to this podcast and uh, it's becoming quite popular now. The local news, though, the quote-unquote conservative local news, as conservative as they can be, we're interviewing all the the people and the communities down on the, 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 the Arizona border uh, on the local news and the, the local communities down there talking that it's just been a godsend. I mean, it's really been something. It has slowed down the uh, drug trafficking, human trafficking. I mean, you know, control if you've got a uh, fire ranch, I'm sure. You're listening to Eric Cedarstrom, rocking and firing. Uh, it's Wednesday. Stay with us. Hope day. I'll be back. Hey, I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Thanks for tuning in. I'd like to uh, thank all our terrestrial antenna listeners, our AM flock, uh, KXXT 1010 AM here in the Valley of the Sun, Family Values Radio, strong powerhouse signal, as well as 1360 KHNC. You can listen 24-7-365 at 1360KHNC.com, your favorite tinfoil nation right-wing radio, dying, dying breed. We are the last, the last of the Mohicans. We appreciate everybody tuning in uh, and taking time out of your busy lives. The, uh, the news, again, there is more than my yellow lab could shake a stick at. I literally could just do the Wall Street Journal news. I really don't even know where to start. You know, they're really... Nobody can figure out why there's no arrests. You know, they let everybody go through all this rioting. How many people really were on the street rioting? I don't know. Is it, a, is it millions? Never seen that number. Is it 100,000, 200,000 total? How many? How many does it take to take a country and throw it in the garbage? you got to love this. Wall Street Journal today, uh, page A3. They finally made some arrests here. Four men. Apparently, we're out firing and rioting in Oakland, California. 
during all of this, you know, when you were all home, stuck to the uh, television, watching Fox News and CNN, and the countries were burning just a few short weeks ago. Four men the government says are part of a loose-knit group. The Boogaloos. We've heard the Boogaloos. We've heard that term that's now in the American vernacular, Boogaloos. But guess what makes the Boogaloos different? They're anti-government. They are now considered a right-wing extremist group. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Think about this. So you're trying to tell me Antifa is pro-government? You're trying to tell me these punks out burning the streets? God, you look at how they get in the police faces. I don't know. I mean, my, my hat goes off to the men and women in blue. I don't have that. Uh, you know, I used to crack tweakers over the head at night. I did it for three years. I worked the bars in downtown Phoenix. I didn't have that patience. I don't know how they do it. And, I mean, these, these kids have gotten away literally and figuratively with murder. Something's going to have to stop them. I mean, something's going to have to happen. Of course, they, they think they can, you know, sway the, the voting. So everybody's going to vote left. The country's going to go left. You're going to put in a lame duck uh, figurehead president and the extreme left Ocasio-Cortez squad plan for America is going to come with a bolt of lightning. Sincerely hope not. But the Boogaloos, yes, they are now right-wing extremists. These guys are anti-government. The Justice Department says the four men have ties to the movement that calls itself the Boogaloo. Again, Wall Street Journal article. The movement adherents mostly young white males who often call themselves Boogaloo Boys, spelled B-O-I-S. I don't know what the derivation of that is. I can't tell you. They grew their ranks from recent years on social media, mainly Facebook, according to researchers who track extremist groups. Some use the protest as an opportunity for violence. Sarah Pollack, a spokeswoman for Facebook, said the company recently removed all their accounts or their alleged accomplices, as well as for several, as for several Boogaloo-connected groups that have supported violence, she added. The company is now, believe it or not, Facebook says they're working with law enforcement. President Trump Attorney General William Barr and others on the right blamed occasional violence during the nationwide demonstrations. Occasional? 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 I went through about 50 gallons of popcorn watching it at night. But the demonstrations, of course, were left-wing elements, primarily Antifa. Short for anti-fascist, by the way, if you're keeping score at home. An activist movement that has at times violently confronted entities that they say are authoritarian, racist, and anti-Semitic. None of the charged incidents has been publicly attributed to any of those groups. But yet there are now charges filed against the right-wing Boogaloos. The Anti-Defamation League, you know you'd hear from them, the ADL, tracked multiple instances of Boogaloo actions at the protest but found no similar evidence of Antifa. Oh, yeah, those are just a bunch of choir boys running around. <laughs> I don't know. You figure it out. Boy, they're easy at picking the enemy, aren't they? So, yes, Antifa is apparently pro-government, Democrat, nice people. The Boogaloos, uh, yes, they are right-wing, very dangerous. least I remind some of you newcomers, the... Old-timers that have been listening for a quarter century, I did my first interview with Dr. Norm Resnick right here on 1360 KHNC in 1993. 
you went to public school, that's uh, just a shade short of three decades ago, 27 years ago, that they were after the Patriot movement. You have to follow what happened in Oklahoma City and Ruby Ridge and Hillary Clinton and all of them. They were all after the vast right-wing conspiracy. And the name Patriot was vile and hated in this country. I was advised against it to open this company. Do not use the word Patriot. In the end, it did cost us a full lifestyle audit, which we came through with flying colors. But during the... uh, the IRS, when they went after Tea Party, Republic, and Patriot names under Obama. But, you know, you got to remember that the, 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 that's who they were coming after. And, I mean, it was, it was this massive movement. They almost got everything shut down. The John Birch Society almost just vanished. I mean, everything went underground. Patriot, horrible name, right up until Ot 1, September 11th, to be exact. And the word Patriot became... A household wonderful name to back the Bush administration, the police departments, the fire departments. These were all wonderful, wonderful patriots. Amazing. So then they went after, of course, the Arabs, the terrorists, Al-Qaeda. They replaced the evil right-wing, Bible-thumping, gun-toting patriots. They replaced us. Well, we're back again. We're back in the in the in the crosshairs, and I got to tell you that the country is moving so far left so fast, and I know you people feel the same way. That I can't you can't be alone, and I don't know. I guess maybe we get to exercise a franchise and vote, but who knows? Trump said this is going to be the most crooked election ever. So you'll see the cities burn. I mean, if we. Trump's just hanging in there. He's not the panacea. He's not the fix-all, cure-all. I mean, obviously, you can see the stress is getting to him. He's starting to make all sorts of social faux pas and slips. Oh, we want less testing. I mean, he wasn't joking. He's just going on. You think it's easy to do public speaking? I say dumb stuff every day, and you people call me on it. one 800 Wall Street Journal, they got my attention today. This may be one of the funniest articles I've ever read. It's not meant to be funny, and I'm going to warn you if you're drinking coffee, put it down, because it may come out of your nose. The state sued. There's a state sued for bias in not hiring a black firm. And again, don't don't shoot the messenger. Front page, business finance today, June 24th, Wall Street Journal. A black-owned investment firm sued New Jersey for alleged racial bias yesterday saying officials told it that the state's pension fund was averse to hiring money management firms owned by minorities. All right, now, you would think, you know, pensions, anything to do with taxpayers, you know, you talk about affirmative action. Nobody ever talks about that. How many jobs, you know, were just because of affirmative action were handed to people? I'm not going to go down that road today, but you know, you and I well known that there's been, there's been plenty of prejudice, plenty in government agencies, but now apparently when it comes to money. So you're going to love this. The name of the company suing is uh, minority-owned. It's it's owned and founded by African-Americans. It's called Blueprint Capital Advisors. It's one of the few U.S. investment firms founded by African-Americans. It's in Newark, New Jersey. The Newark firm said in, account, in court documents that New Jersey's pension office usurped its ideas and hired another 
money management giant instead. The minority-owned blueprint apparently lost the bid to a company called BlackRock. I'll leave it at that. Of course, we know who they are. They're a gigantic firm. They own all of Manhattan and probably New Jersey. So, oh, Eric Cedarstrom, fly. I'm driving the bus by myself today, so I appreciate uh, your patience with me. And uh, Joe and I, we've got a synergy we always had where we can uh, kind of bounce off each other. He'll be out today. A new very encouraging study said that summer midday sun is extremely effective in killing 90% of the coronavirus living on surfaces. Scientists said it only took 34 minutes to deactivate the virus when UVB light. You could probably cut that in half. I think our high today is 112. You know what the problem is? I've had a couple people call me and tell me, and this has been, I think, why the Arizona cases are uh, starting to go parabolic here, is that if you outside, if everybody stays outside, I guess you're fine. But everybody comes inside. The temperature inside here today, the air conditioner is set at 76 degrees. Absolutely perfect conditions to propagate the coronavirus. So as everybody's gone inside, and even Governor Ducey talked about it as well, that uh, being inside and the graduation parties has been one of the largest uh, contributors to the explosion of the coronavirus. And these kids today, I mean, I feel horrible for them. Imagine being in high school. You know, uh, Brooke, uh, Joe, our new hiree here, she's got a son who's quarterback. He's going to be a senior this year, quarterback, very talented kid, probably a college football player. They, and I mean, nobody knows what to do. They don't know if there's going to be a, uh, a season. I mean, these things, I, it's just horrible. What, what has happened to this world? You talk about mismanagement. I blame the whole thing on globalism. And you can as well, too, if you want. This is an amazing story. Trump administration is discussing now another stimulus package with lawmakers that could be passed in July. Of course, you know what? The Dow's down 800 today. So I believe get ready for the 4th of July stimuli. If I was president, why wait? Why wait? Of course, the Dow Jones and the Pinstripe Bandits and the Plunge Protection Team and the ESF and the trilateralists and everybody and they want to just go ahead and finish off the dollar and drive it into inflationary hell. Start and just keep printing it. So we'll see where we end up at that. The Dow drops it. Now, you know, I've said it. You people that follow me, you get a huge, huge, huge drop, another 4,000. Least I remind you, what, we have a down 3,900-point day in the equity markets? Nobody owns them anymore. I mean, people have them in their 401ks or their retirement accounts. The boomers are exiting the investment trade, which leaves the uh, next generation apparently likes to buy Hertz at home with their uh, while they're living in their parents' basement. They actually had a guy on CNBC today saying that he's worried that people are buying stocks for a hobby now. Here we go again. Where was I? Oh, yeah, tra- talking about the uh, stimulus. But what's interesting is that Mnuchin was talking about uh, extending the tax due date. So he said he may consider a second extension of the U.S. tax filing deadline. Now, April 15th, I think, is now July 15th. So no word on when they're going to do it. I mean, why not just give us a tax holiday? There's a 
Well, Joe figure, there's $2 trillion right there. They were going to hand it out anyway. The problem with doing that is it really takes the teeth out of the IRS. It really does. Well, look at all the people, because, you know, the people rioting don't pay taxes. All right? Only, what is it, 48% of Americans pay taxes. That's it. So less than half the country, first time ever since the creation of the republic. So all the people rioting never pay. So if, if they did do a tax holiday, of course, it would be only for the evil rich that pay taxes. So that's going to be interesting to see what comes out with that. So now it's at July 15th. And uh, where would you take it to? So I don't know. And every all companies fire extensions or file extensions anyway. So you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Sederstrom. Man, oh man, it's uh, I'm still alive. It's a great day. I feel great today. Glad to be here. I hope uh, this finds you well no matter where you are in a world gone mad. More fun and frolic when we return. Stay with me. I'll be back after these messages. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Feminists pushing for the ratification of the phony Equal Rights Amendment want you to believe that their proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution is just a simple declaration that women should not be treated as second-class citizens. In reality, the ERA would mandate abortion on demand at taxpayer expense and nationwide. It would push the transgender agenda to get men and boys into women and girls sports. The feminists want to hide this Trojan horse from the American people behind a mantra of equality. They are no strangers to masking the truth to make themselves look good. The whole image of their so-called movement is built on the idea of women liberating themselves from a phony male patriarchy that wants to keep all women down. In reality, their movement is a movement of high-paid lobbyists fighting to make a quick buck off a dead issue. The American people soundly rejected the Equal Rights Amendment when Phyllis Schlafly defeated it in 1979. Congress had put a deadline on the amendment's ratification process because they didn't want a partially ratified amendment loitering around American jurisprudence for decades. Congress tried to extend the deadline, but no new states even bothered to ratify. Whether you believe in the extension or not, it became totally clear in 1982 that ERA was dead and buried. If you don't believe me, look to the poster women of feminism. They agree. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said in an interview just a few months ago that she'd love to see ERA passed, but that it would have to start over. Gloria Steinem was probably the biggest feminist behind the ERA, but even she admitted on Oprah that they'd have to start the ratification process over. If this isn't proof, I don't know what is. Americans need to stop wasting time on these lobbyists and their pet causes. Women have complete equality under our present U.S. Constitution. They don't need phony equality that will make life so much harder for American women. I never thought I'd say this, but we need to listen to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Gloria Steinem. The Equal Rights Amendment is very thoroughly dead. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. 
Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, Hamburger Helper, rocking and firing this morning. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it, no matter where you are. I started to talk about a little bit about, oh, you know, everything that uh, is changing so fast. Here's one might uh, surprise you. Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Grant says he'll move forward with a plan to let Americans sue the Chinese government over the coronavirus pandemic by amending a law that protects foreign countries from lawsuits in U.S. courts. No war starting here. Now, the time has come for us to put on the table new tools to deal with an old problem. Graham, a South Carolina Republican, said, I cannot think of a more compelling idea than to allow individual Americans or groups of Americans to bring lawsuits against the culprit, the Chinese government for the damage done to their family, their businesses, our economy, our psyche, and our nation. Graham said his committee will consider legislation to amend the 1976 Foreign Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act. GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn, Tom Cotton, and Josh Hawley have offered separate proposals to allow suits against China over the viruses. I heard this story uh, by a bubble-headed bleach bond. She called the GOP the GOP. <laughs> I kid you not. According to the GOP, and I looked, I'm like, I looked around, I go, the GOP? Oh, you mean the GOP? The law was amended in 2016 when Congress, over the objections of the Obama administration, voted to let victims of terrorism sue any foreign government, not just designated terrorist states for sponsoring terrorism. The change revived lawsuits against Saudi Arabia over the September 11th attacks, that's twice I brought that up today, some lawmakers on the judiciary panel, including top Democrat Diane, what's going on, Feinstein in California, voiced skepticism about the proposal, saying the U.S. should focus on its own response to the virus and failure to prevent a widespread outbreak, how China can be held responsible for decisions the federal and state governments are making now, she said. One witness told the committee that changing the law regarding sovereign immunity could backfire, uh, you think? Man, the war drums are beating. Do you see what's happening in the South China Sea? I really haven't heard that term, the South China Sea, in a long time. The last time you used to hear it all the time was, you know, Chet Brinkley um, on the nightly news. Vietnam reports would come in, but China, you know, has these massive aircraft carriers that didn't exist until Bill Clinton till Bill Clinton and Madeleine Albright and everybody, you know, the free trade gat and sent everything over there the uh, decimation, the beginning of the end for American industry now they want to bring it back see a lot of Republican, quote unquote, conservative politicians running on bring American back, American factories, bring it all back, we need it of course you know why they left because China doesn't have OSHA. <laughs> they don't. China doesn't have an EPA. China doesn't have minimum wage. China doesn't have any of that. They don't have, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of layers of economists and biodiversity and things they've got to go through to get permits and licensing. And, I mean, they just don't have it. They talk about climate change, you know. Obviously, when China's running full blast, you can't see across the street. 
It's like Cleveland used to be. We gave it all away. It's gone. You think that's had anything to do with weather patterns? No. No. Impossible. You know, I noticed it here. I mean, the minute, the minute NAFTA and CAT went in and all the, the destruction of U.S. factories and everything left here in America and went over there, I mean, literally within a year, Lake Mead started going dry. It's a jet stream. Oh, let's check in on the economy today, shall we? At least one in ten small businesses in the U.S. are expecting to lay off workers once their fiscal relief funds run out. While the vast majority of companies aren't currently planning cuts, the data from the National Federation of Independent Business, NFIB, (laughs) so take this story with a great assault, suggests that more aid may be needed to keep businesses afloat and workers employed as the economy gradually opens in the midst of the pandemic. What's going on? Yeah, New York, Saks Fifth Avenue, California, they're starting to open a little by little. De Blasio, the... uh, commies. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if these people get reelected. Um, what was it? Ocasio-Cortez won her primary yesterday, but I mean, come on, look at her district. So, Blasio, New York City considers 22,000 layoffs to save a billion dollars. I mean, how anyone in New York could actually even think, even possibly think about endorsing this guy would just be beyond my wildest thoughts. I mean, it's physically impossible for me to see any scenario where de Blasio could be elected again ever. But I don't know. Who knows what goes through these people's minds? A lot of us have to work for a living, I guess, if you don't. But anyway, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio said the city's considering 22,000 layoffs of city employees to cut a billion dollars. That used to sound like a lot of money. That's rounding air now for stimulus. De Blasio presented a $95 billion budget that was reduced to $89 billion in April after the coronavirus outbreak. Today, he said the budget must be pared down to $87 billion. Joe has been talking about this, that, the, that all the budgets are due for July. Now, the CARES Act obviously gave a lot of money. A lot of money to the uh, states and cities. And they kept that fairly quiet when all that was handing out. So if it wasn't for the billions, Arizona got 4 or $5 billion for payroll. That uh, If it wasn't for that, we'd all be bankrupt. Matter of fact, the municipal bonds, that you know, it doesn't make any sense. The, the stimulus money and the economy and how crazy everything is and how backwards everything is right now. And it's really hard to make heads or tails out of it. But you would think municipal bonds would be done. Now, the feds, four weeks ago, started a you know a municipal window. Here's money. Don't worry, all you people who bought them. Now, why should you be guaranteed that? I mean, there's been plenty of municipalities go broke throughout the years, and their bonds go to nothing. But not apparently, we can't have that today. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, they wrote an article, I think it was Bloomberg's, that muni bonds are facing a reckoning. There's a, it's coming. During any other summer, the 757-room Hilton Hotel in Baltimore, their inner harbor would be buzzing with visitors trickling in from the sprawling convention centers nearby and draw hundreds of thousands of people. But that's completely shut down by the pandemic. And the city owns it. We have them here as well. 
every city does, where the people got into the convention centers and they revived the downtowns and they brought businesses in and then the, the city councils bank or, or bankrolled them, even you know sports teams, everything. The city owns that hotel in Baltimore. It's been closed since April. Guests have disappeared. They're gone. Hotels worldwide. Look at Hawaii. Hawaii. Hawaii hotels stay down a little bit. Just just a little. 87%. Now, all those hotels, every hotel, everyone, especially here, and rental cars, have tourism taxes. Massive taxes that they're not getting. Day of Reckoning is approaching. We'll be back. Eric Cedarstrom. Stay with me. Thank you. Greg Ullman, Patriot Radio News Hour, playing all your favorite hits. Talking about the uh, Muni the Muni bond problem in this country, and they have swept over this, but you don't have any idea how much paper and these these councils and what they've done in these cities and especially the blue run the blues are just, you know, beyond. Beyond the tipping point. I mean, there's nothing they can do. I'm just talking about, they're talking about one hotel here in Baltimore that the city owns. And, uh, I mean, it's shut down by the pandemic. The, the city owns the hotel. It's been closed since April. Guests are gone. Now, the problem is what vanished also is a big chunk of their revenue that's used to cover their payments on the $265 million of junk-rated debt that Baltimore has issued and took on to build the hotel. Just just one hotel. One. More than a decade ago, coronavirus is creating unprecedented risk for local governments and the owners of more than $9 billion of bonds that were sold for convention centers as well as nearby hotels. The once booming business, now associated with the so-called super spreader events, that Americans are largely being urged to avoid. That's the first I've heard that term the super spreader events aka baseball baseball wants to open apparently they had a deal this morning and now i don't think they do they were going to play they were going to open end of july i saw some of the rules no spitting no spitting and extra innings they were going to start with a runner on second base they were supposed to start after you know usually the all-star breaks what right about coming up here middle of july or so so they're trying to get a second-half season. I don't know where the story went. I was going to read it to you. It is gone. But back to what's happening to the cities. So since March, at least a half a dozen agencies that sold debt for these projects have drawn down savings to pay bondholders or have seen their credit ratings cut to zip, sometimes by multiple levels. That marks an early, early sign of the financial distress that's likely to build as a surge on the COVID-19 cases in several states threatens to keep all these conventions on hold. We're experiencing a complete collapse of the convention and trade shows and any group event and tourism and hotels, which even the ones that are open and are trying to get people are running at just fractions of where they should be, said Don Brown, the executive director of Franklin County Convention Facilities and Authority in Columbus, Ohio which he had to draw on reserves to cover its debt payments as hotel tax revenues tumble. Tumble's a nice word. The mounting financial strains, the relative calm still in the $3.9 trillion municipal market. $3.9 trillion municipal market. 
me say it again, $3.9 trillion municipal bond markets. Now, does that matter? It shouldn't. We've only handed out $7 trillion. Wall Street came roaring back, 8,000 points. Gold's only up, what, two, $300 since all that started? Apparently, you can just hand this money out and print it at will. Well, they don't print it anymore. Imagine if they had to print it. You know how long it would take? You know how long it would take? They wouldn't even be anywhere near, near, near the uh, first stimulus. They'd have to be printing 10000 maybe $100,000 bills right now to take what the feds put in and through their fractional banking and mo- actually monetize it in cash. It'd be just like any third world country. We'd have 100000 maybe $100 million notes by now. They're coming. If they ever have to print them, it is amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. This is the economic time bomb that most of us knew was was the day of reckoning that's heading. Not just the municipal bonds, but all the debt. All of it. The cities don't have printing presses per se, but now apparently they do have a window. How far will they go and how much really have they done? Trust me, the numbers that they've put out are minuscule. What they report to really what it's taking to keep the lights on and keep a relative calm in the $3.9 trillion municipal market. Prices of state and city bonds have rallied back to where they were before the pandemic arrived in the U.S. But how soon and how strongly the convention industry will recover is far from certain. And even tourist centers like Las Vegas, there's still hotels that aren't open, big publicly traded ones. They don't need to open They're just going to hand you billions of dollars. I mean, why go through the effort? Why open it all? Why not just leave the lights on and everything and shut them? Just have the Federal Reserve create money out of nowhere. What could possibly go wrong? We'll go back to the first show I did out of retirement where I read you the definition of hyperinflation. You just can't create money and not have matching goods to do it. just can't do it. You can't do it. You may think you can, but you can't. And the way it looks now, oh, sure, yeah, this is going to be fine. Everything's fine. We're going to get through all this. And I sincerely hope we do. But what this has exposed, what the virus, real or not, has exposed, is the debt levels are just astronomical in this country. I mean, we had already created this tremendous, tremendous monster. Who knows what's going to happen? It's all dictated by Wall Street. The Dow was down 850 points, and now it's rallied back, only down 637. So you're going to need a two or 3,000-point day to get the stimulus back on the uh, docket. Other than that, uh, other than that, they're going to give you the illusion of prosperity. I've got uh, some beautiful AU $20 liberties today, people looking to add to your gold portfolio. These are Series 1866 to 1907. Uh, beautiful AU material. I mean, I can't believe how tight the premiums are on all this material. This is great material to trade bullion for. You know, if you've got bullion at three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand, I don't know, wherever we've sold it or wherever you got it, and you go to liquidate that, anything over ten grand creates a ten ninety nine. Well, ten ninety nine, you're going to have to pay capital gains. You're going to have to justify where you got it. Well, you could trade right now for U.S. pieces. It's a like for like trade. It is a legal, legal like-for-like trade, which generates absolutely no taxes. Of course, consult your account. 
but you can trade almost even up. I mean, it's the premiums are so tight, it's ridiculous, which gives you a stepped-up basis. You've got new paperwork for your costs, so we're doing it a lot. Trade your private, trade your non-confiscatable gold and add to your private portfolio material that you can procure and hold on to because an economic collapse may equal a gold confiscation. Final segment coming up. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment. Eric Cedars from Driving the Bus. Goldman Sachs had to raise its gold targets. <laughs> well, they just throw, you know, the, the gold short trade that they hit every morning. It's just crazy. But, you know, little by little, we're just creeping up here. So, knocking on the door, we hit 1780 and change this morning. And uh, I think we're back down about 15 bucks from that or something, but uh, about even on the day. Uh, but Goldman Sachs, they had us, we were going to be at 1600 by the end of the year. They've had to adjust that. Now, they think gold could go as high as 2000 next year. <laughs> the pinstripe bandits, man, they never go. More stories. I mean, I couldn't even get near any of this. You see that uh, right now Trump's targeting $3.1 billion of European and England imports for new tariffs. We're weighing new tariffs on $3.1 billion from France, Germany, Spain, and the United Kingdom. I don't know. What What do they send us? What do we... Oh, here we go. Olives. Yeah. That would be a tragedy. Beer. European beer. Well, German, yeah. Gin. Gin. I don't know. Never drank it. And trucks. We get trucks from Europe? Hmm. I guess my brain's just not working. I didn't get to that story, so... Here, let's answer the phone and see who it is. I probably won. Oh, my car warranty's out. Walmart, I think I'll finish with here. Maybe i get to this one. Walmart is yanking its state flag from its Mississippi stores. Yeah, we're going to rewrite everything. Walmart stores in Mississippi will no longer hang the state flag above their stores. Well, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just get the hell out of there? Because the flag contains a design that has the components of the Confederate flag. Mississippi flag is the only state flag in the country with an X, you know, the stars and bars, with an X pattern resembling the flag of the Confederate States of America. Walmart spokesman Lorenzo Lopez said the company would stop flying the Mississippi flag. You think Sam Walton's spinning in his grave at this point? On top of its stores throughout the state due to part because of the reference of the Confederacy. Just hang on. The other shoe hasn't dropped. We're not anywhere near. I'd say through the pandemic, we might be 5 to 10% into what's really going to happen here. And we know it. And ultimately, they're going to try to print their way out of it, as every fiat floating society has done since the beginning of time. And ultimately, economically, the day of reckoning will hit. They'll change the money over. Who knows what the country will look like. Don't let them get you to. Take the time to add hard assets to your portfolio. I've got beautiful AU $20 liberties at $19.30. If you want to order 10 or more, I'll go $18.95 on 10 or more. It's a great buy on these. Again, private, non-confiscatable material, something that you can hold and procure, uh, buy or sell, very private material. We do it better than anybody. Arlene and I are here. Call us one 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. We have a store also in a location at the radio station in Colorado. You can order and pick it up there if you'd like. 
but you need to call us here and book them. We've got a very limited supply. I think there were 38 on the exchange this morning. And who knows? I mean, we've already had two or three days throughout the pandemic where there was no gold on the exchanges. But now, apparently, 100-ounce bars you can't get, but yet the old material is still available, which just absolutely shocks me. Thank you so much for allowing me into your lives. We really appreciate it. Give us a call in here. Any questions or if I can help you, I'll take the time and work with you best that I can. God bless everybody. I'll be back tomorrow, good Lord willing. Until then, Patriot Radio News Hour, we're clear.